Hello, my dear friend, and welcome to this episode of the Daily Walk Heaven Words podcast. I'm glad to share with you the gospel of this week, even though it comes a little bit late, but it's a very strange time, and uh, I found myself preaching to a congregation that was connected virtually to the church, but the actual church was empty, and it's very strange. A lot of people nowadays are feeling how much they're missing the Eucharist. And it's even more strange for us to celebrate without them, without the member of the family. But we know it's the will of God. And as we go through these particular times, we still want to open our hearts and minds and focus now more than ever on what God has to say to us. Let us bow our heads, open our hearts and minds, and let us pray. O God, who through your word reconciled the human race to yourself in a wonderful way, grants, we pray, that with prompt devotion and eager faith, the Christian people may hasten towards the solemn celebrations to come. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither he nor his parents sinned, It is so that the works of God might be made visible through him. We have to do the works of the one who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he has said this, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva and smeared the clay on his eyes and said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back able to see. His neighbors and those who had seen him earlier as a beggar said, Isn't this the one who used to sit and beg? Some said, It is. But others said, No, he just looks like him. He said, I am. So they said to him, how were your eyes opened? He replied, the man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and told me, go to Siloam and wash. So I went there and washed and was able to see. And they said to him, where is he? He said, I don't know. They brought the one who was once blind to the Pharisees Now Jesus had made clay and opened his eyes on a Sabbath. So then the Pharisees also asked him how he was able to see. He said to them, he put clay on my eyes and I washed and I can see. 
So some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, how can a sinful man do such signs? And there was a division among them. So they said to the blind man again, what do you have to say about him since he opened your eyes? He said, he is a prophet. Now, the Jews did not believe that he had been blind and gained his sight until they summoned the parents of the one who had gained his sight. They asked them, is this your son who you say was born blind? How does he now see? His parents answered and said, we know that this is our son and he was born blind. We do not know how he sees now, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him, he is of age. He can speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that if anyone acknowledged him as the Christ, he would be expelled from the synagogue. For this reason, his parents said, he is of age, question him. So a second time they called the man who had been blind and said to him, give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. He replied, if he's a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know is that I was blind and now I see. So they said to him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I told you already and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? They ridiculed him and said, you are that man's disciples. We are disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses, but we do not know where this one is from. The man answered and said to them, this is what is so amazing that you do not know where he is from yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if one is devout and does his will, he listens to him. It is unheard of that anyone ever opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he would not be able to do anything. They answered and said to him, you were born totally in sin and you are trying to teach us? Then they threw him out. When Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, he found him and said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered and said, Who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him. The one speaking with you is he. He said, I do believe, Lord. And he worshipped him. Then Jesus said, I came into the, this world for judgment, so that those who do not see might see, and those who do not see might become, and those who do see might become blind. Some of the Pharisees who were with him heard this and said to him, surely we are not also blind, are we? Jesus said to them, if you were blind, you would have, you would have no sins. But now you are saying, we see, and your sin remains. The Gospel of the Lord.
Today we celebrate the fourth Sunday of Lent, and of course we, by reading me, I'm wearing pink, a rose, and it's always a, a good time uh, for us to remember that no matter what we're going through, no, what, no matter the journey we are on, we are always called to people to be people of the good news. We are always asked to rejoice. Why? Because we are people of the gospel. We are people who proclaim in every circumstance that God loves us immensely, that he loved us in Christ, and because of his death and resurrection, we can see, we can face every possible situation because behind everything we find God encountering us, and that gives us strength, gives us the courage to rejoice. The Liturgy of the Word today invites us to contemplate a wonderful gift that God has given us, the gift of baptism. We have been chosen. He, he called us to be members of his family. And we need to think about this because sometimes we are so used to our life that we forget that God called each one of us to be members of his family. And he made it possible for us to be part of this family. And of course, the closer we get to Easter, the more the liturgy of the word will call us to conversion and reclaim this wonderful gift. The story of the man born blind is uh, a story of baptism, is a story of the new life. We are all like him, born blind, in a way meaning that we're not able to see who God is. And there is only so much that we can come up with about God. Eventually, in order for us to call him Father, to have really a relationship with him, we have to let him reveal himself to us. And that's what's happening with this man. He's there, and all of a sudden, God shows up in his life. And Jesus does something interesting. He takes his saliva, which is somehow is an extension of his word, and mix it with the dust, the dust that reminds us of our initial condition. We are earthlings, Adam. We are made of dust. And this mixture allows us to begin the process where we can see what God wants us to see, see things from his point of view. How beautiful and encouraging for us to know that God uses our condition, whatever it is that we're going through, to encounter us and in our quote-unquote illness, whatever it is that is not working in our lives, for this man, it was the sight, eyesight. But God does with each one of us, whatever it is not working, he uses exactly that to reveal it, to reveal to us who he is. Now, in order to understand what Jesus is saying and not appreciate what the gospel uh, challenges us to do, we want to understand something. The story comes from chapter 9 of the Gospel of John. Of course, chapter 9 comes after chapter 8, which comes after chapter 7. And 7, 8, and 9, probably they should be considered kind of a, a unit because they're all connected to this feast, the Feast of the Tents, the Boots. Feast where they understood life 
as something that is temporary, that all the goods that we have, the homes, the lands, the things, they all go away. And we want to find in God the stable force, the stable element of our lives. Now, what's happening? In chapter 7, Jesus revealed himself as the living water, the water that always flows. We know that during the feast, the celebration of the feast of the book, there's something happened that the priests left the, 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 the uh, temple area and they went to the pool of Siloam and take a lot of water that eventually splashed it all around the sanctuary because it's an extravagant thing. Imagine these are people in the desert and water is incredibly precious, but it's a symbol that the, God, that the gift of God it's a gift that is given to us in an extravagant way. In the evening of that day, of that feast, the priest also lit a lot of little lights all around so that you could see from afar the temple emanating this new light. In fact, in chapter 8, Jesus calls himself as the light of the world. Now we see these elements here in this story. Why? Why are these things important? Well, first of all, we know that Jesus reveals himself to us as the one who satisfies our thirst. And he allows us to see things in a different way. But now, in this chapter, we are asked to do something amazing. We Christians, we become Christian, not because we know that Jesus is the light, and the water, the living water, and the light of the world. We are Christian when we take whatever it is that we know about God, make it part of our life, and let that change us so that we can become like God. Whatever it is that we know about the catechism, little or a lot that we know about God is not sufficient by itself to make us Christians. We have to let the knowledge of God become part of our lives and let that change us so that we can see and we can be the one who immersed in the sand, in the water, the one who is sent, Jesus, become evangelizers as well. So the challenge is here. First of all, what is it that we thirst the most? Second of all, what is it that we need guidance in our lives? What is it that we need Jesus to tell us what to do and how to go? And then we have to understand that we as baptized are people of the light. Do you remember? At baptism, we are given a candle and says, we have to keep that light going. Paul, in the second reading, reminds us that we must be lights. So, what is the challenge? The challenge we bring into prayer, of course, this and understanding. Is Jesus really the one who satisfies me? Is Jesus really the one who makes me see things in a different way? Or I still rely on some other sources. And then, is my life a reflection of the light that God has given us? Paul is very clear. He says, because we are light, we have to live in a way that just by the way we live, the way we love, not the way we talk, that is necessary sometimes, but we witness to the light of God, and that reveals all around us and in us, what needs to be changed. That's how we defend the faith. That's how we become witnesses, by entering into the mystery 
deepening ourselves really into that water, into Christ, die with them so that we can rise, but we rise as another Christ, light. Light as by reflection, like the light of the moon, that she shines because the sun is the major source. Is the same with us. So, as we continue to pray, we want to thank the Lord that God has come, has sent his son so that we can see, that our eyes can be opened, but most especially we want to bring to the altar our willingness to say yes, to let that light transform us, to find Jesus, in Jesus, the source of every satisfaction, and make sure that by the way we live, we witness that the resurrection changed the world, and by, by baptism, we are now children of God who dare to call God our beloved Father. And may God bless you. And I pray that you will be able to see how much God loves you and how much love is still around, even though we may be locked inside or going through particular times. I wish you well. I ask you to continue to pray for me and all the priests so that we may continue to bring to the world the good news that Jesus' resurrection indeed changed the whole world and our lives. God bless you, and I will talk to you soon. Hello, my friend, and welcome to this new episode of the Daily Walk Heavenwards podcast. I'm Father Stanislaw, and I'm so happy that uh, I can talk to you and share with you the Word of God of this week. I hope and pray that you are handling these particular times in a healthy way and uh, find this uh, an opportunity to grow as a Christian and loving God in all circumstances and allowing all circumstances to reveal to us the love of God. Let's begin by opening our hearts and our minds to God and let's bow our heads and pray. <laughs> 